1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the
2: Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hey, this is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always, I got my buddy, co-host, TJ, Terry Jackson. You there, Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Well, Terry, I want to say, uh, Merry, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, Happy New Year's coming up. Absolutely, and same to you. And just as part of this Christmas, oh, I think I had the best Christmas presents under the tree. What's you know, that? to see, to see the Cowboys lose. That just made everything out, you know. I know you don't want me to go there, but. hey, like you can go. I have seen no presents underneath the tree. I just uh-huh. smiled, and I smiled, and I said, Terry must to me this presents. You know, the thing about it is, is this is the best time of the year, love, when you're fighting for a playoff spot because that's right. what makes football exciting. And the Dallas Cowboys are still fighting for that spot. It's a win or an end or lose and go home. Um, unfortunately, the Philadelphia Eagles don't have that, you know, that great sensation that you get when, uh, when you're fighting for a playoff spot because, I mean, they're kind of at the bottom of the barrel right now. They're uh, searching for a quarterback. And, uh, actually they're searching for a whole team. So, oh, love, it's okay. I'm, uh, I still got that excitement. I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm still hopeful. Well, <laughs> Terry, okay, I'm sure the same president was given to me <laughs> that you gave to Glove. Glove, are you there? lot Yes, yes, I'm here. How you doing, love? What's up, today? Right, how you doing, Glove? Alright, man. How was your holiday? It was wonderful. Uh, and glove. I had the best present underneath the tree when I seen the Dallas Cowboy lose. I wonder who sent me that present, Glover. Did you send it to me? <laughs> nah I can't I can't send you nothing like that, man. I don't I don't send bad vibes. You know me. I'm about positivity <laughs> and love, man. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I ain't over there. must be raining. It, it can't be sunny in California with that. It gotta be thunderstorm, glove. Uh it's actually sixty three degrees. 60 to 3 degrees. It did rain earlier this morning, but the sun is out and it is getting warmer. That's it. Well, well Terry started off. Let's let's talk about this. Uh, he was saying this playoff. We can start with the Cowboys in Washington. These type of games where it's like men and you go to the playoff or well, lose, you're done. You know, Dallas been in this situation for years and I watched the rest in you know, a young team. Who you guys see? You know, we already know it, Terry, but you know, I just um, washington well, being a young team, but they're hungry. Don't you see them? You know, at least giving them a good game. Well, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you, you have to look at the uh, conditions first. You know, and they say what well, it's supposed to be rainy and snowy and things like that in the Washington area, so you know you got to take that into consideration. You know, RG three has been playing well. The team, you know, Washington's been playing well, you know, as a whole. But you know, he's still a little banged up. You know, Dallas has been in this situation you know, the last few years, and um it, you know, hasn't came out positive for him. So it's going to be interesting, and, and I hate to say it, love, but you know what? I think this is, you know, Rommel's in a contract year, you know. They're fighting for their life. I think this might be their time that they just may pull out a big game. What do you say, Terrence? Well, don't get me wrong. I'm a Cowboys fan to death, okay, and I love my Cowboys, but I'm also a realist, and, you know uh, – Washington is playing you know lights out right now, and you know we I think we've got to look at it and see how bad these cowboys want to win this game. Um, how do they want to be defined as a team here as of late you know and you know it, it's it, it's going to be a you know if, if if they win this game, then they can move on, and tony romo can can move on if they lose this game you know, it's it's going to fall square on Tony Romo's shoulders and he's going to be that quarterback, that, uh, you know, that, that thorn in their side or the reason why they lost. So they, they need to, uh, they need to put it all together and, and win. I mean, they've got a good shot, uh, but you got to play the game. I mean, we'll see how RG3 does. Uh, everybody knows what he can do and, and how amazing he looks and, um, but the conditions are going to you know, are gonna play a factor in that. I don't know if it was your words, Terry, or yours, Eric, but I think we were talking and you guys said it's hard to beat a team twice. And, it's, and the reason I'm saying that it is because it's going to be hard for Dallas to keep coming in every year and lose that one-and-done game. And I'm like, you know, Dallas, you know, sooner or later, they going to have to break out and then win one, and I think this is the game. You know, I want them to win, but you guys agree that sooner or later, they got to break out? Well, they do. I mean, at some point, they do. I mean, they've, they've been defined as, you know, not being able to win games in December, not being able to make it to the playoffs, and, you know, the important games, they usually end up squandering away. Uh Well, at some point in time, which which is now, uh, the Cowboys have to decide on what kind of team they're going to be remembered as. And and like I said, as far as them beating, beating them twice, I don't necessarily know that that's as difficult, love, as it is, you know, I mean, what you're playing for. I mean, you gotta realize what you're playing for. The Cowboys blew the Giants out the first game of the season, but they got blown out the second game. They played the Giants. So, and they were at home. So I, I don't know if it's, if it's that difficult to beat a team twice, uh, because lots of teams have done it, but, um, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna define on what these Cowboys are made of. So you think it'd be an easy game, or you think it'd be a tough game with tough um, yeah, defensive game? Tough. The, the coming game for me, and and you're right, it, it is possible, but it's really difficult. If you if you look at the history of the NFL, it's hard for teams to win twice against the same team. I don't know if it's the game plan or if it's the mindset, you know what goes on. But you just look at teams. Yeah, you can get blown out early in the season and then come back late in the season. I don't know what the expectation is, but it just seems like the second time around it's a closer game or it goes the opposite. The team that lost the first time wins the second time, you know. So I like I, like you said, love and and TJ said a little bit for me it just seems like Dallas has a lot on the line. Whereas if, if Washington loses Everybody say, oh, they were a young team, you know, they were playing on the high, you know, a little bit above expectations. So I think it's more in favor that Dallas needs to win than Washington. Well, Dallas needs to win just because of what's been going on, Sam. I think Terry told me, I don't even know if this is the first time Dallas won three games in December, right, Terry? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, they, would play well in the beginning and then squander everything in in the late season and uh a lot of it was you know, I don't know, they, they just expected to win. Uh preparation. I mean who knows? But December didn't seem to be their year, Tony Romo's year years in past. Uh but Tony Romo's been playing very well. Uh you know, no tor- no turnovers. I mean the running game seemed to struggle last last week, which I think played a, a big part in. In, in their demise. I think if their running game would have been a little bit more successful, um, they would have had a better chance to win. Probably would have been a different outcome. So what's you guys in right. that will be I'm sorry? What you guys think the score will be? You throw a score out, do you think it'll be a blowout? Or do you think it'll be a close game? The score in Washington, it, it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Like I said, I think the, the elements are going, to, are going to play a big part in it. And, you know, I think turnovers are gonna are, are gonna be a factor in that game. Um, depends on you know who wins the turnover battle, but it won't be a high scoring game. Love, well, I don't believe. It. For me, I think Terry Terry kind of talked on a little bit, hit the surface. Whoever's running game is more consistent, and whoever wins the special teams turnover battle, I think wins the game. I actually think, personally that rg is not going to have that good of a game. I think Romo's going to outshine him, and Romo's going to finally get from underneath that shadow. I could see him beating them by at least 10 points. Dallas winning by 10, if not more. You, you know, I think Terry's the best, you know, I don't really follow Dallas stuff without the season, Terry, but isn't this where Romo always He always do something to lose the game, Terry, in this type of um the end of the season or these big games like that? I mean, well, I don't know if it's just Romo or if it's the Cowboys in general, but something dumb usually ends up happening. Um, but it hasn't as of late, like, like I said. Um, this year, uh, as later on in the season, in December and November, the, the Cowboys have been playing well. The turnovers are down. Um, I think they may be, they, they look to be a little more focused. I don't like the fact that they say, well, we're, when we're behind, that's when we, you know, we really turn things on. I don't like that idea. You have to be consistent, not, not fall behind. Demarcus Ware, he's, you know, their defense is kind of struggling. They have no pressure on the quarterback at all. And I think he had a stinger on his shoulder here last, last game, which, you know, when, when your defensive line isn't putting any pressure on the, on the quarterback, that's gonna pose you problems. You don't get any pressure on RG3, he will kill you. So, because he can kill you with his arm and his feet. Um, so it's those kinds of things. They're not making the, the silly mistakes that they usually make. They're not turning the ball over, uh, quite as much. And I think now they just gotta worry about that defense. Well, when you have teams like Dallas, you know, I think you're more out that way, Glove. You see that you have to use some list this here with San Diego they turn it on at the end of the season, you know, start winning a game. That seemed like what Washington did. Aren't those the team that's going to go on to the playoffs, you know, at least win one or two when you see that happening? Yeah. Well, normally what happens is teams that kind of put it together toward the end of the season and start coming together, you know, offensive and defensively, collectively. You know, yeah, you look forward to them in the playoffs. But still, I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, I just think Dallas, have always been under, you know. Every every December, you know, was said earlier. I just think they've never lived up to expectations in December. And if you see them here lately, outside of their running game, the other week, they've been playing pretty good. You know, Miles Austin, you know, hamstring Austin is back. You know, I mean, you know, Dez Bryant is stepping up, making big plays. You know, Tony Romo's throwing the ball well. You know, their defense is playing just enough. You know, to exclude the pass rush but they're doing enough to win, and, and you know, guys are still, you know, aren't healthy 100%. So I think if their running game shows up this week, that's going to be the fact that it's going to put them over the top because it's going to make it more comfortable and easier for Romo to complete those short passes, you know, to to Witten, you know, and and Dez Bryant underneath. Well, guys, what we're going to do is take a break, then we'll come back and I want to play this little game with you guys. I'm going to throw a quarterback name out there. And I want you to tell them where will they be next year, what team you think, and why you think they'll be at that team. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll play. Where will they be next year? This is Jay hello, we'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise
2: And Glove, Glove, you did leave because it's raining out there, did you? Uh, no, I say, hey, man, it's raining. You know, it's overcast, the sun's out, 60, 65 degrees. You know, we went up two degrees since I started. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to play a little game called Where Will It Be Next Year? I'm going to throw a name out there. I want you guys to tell me what team you think they'll go to, why you think that, and what will best fit them at that team. we start off with Michael Vick. We want to go for a Terry or Glove? Uh, I'll go. Love, I have no idea where Michael Vick's going to end up. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be a starter, if he's going to be a backup. I think Michael Vick's only got a couple more years, and, and wherever he goes, he needs to start. Um, I just, I, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Love what or love what you think. You know what? Here's my here's my thing. Where's Andy Reid going? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because for me... It's a, a a good chance of wherever Andy Reid goes, Michael Vick may follow. But for me, I think it's either Oakland. I think it's Oakland. You think that's that's, that's where all the the how you say it the uh the great right. oh, that career though yeah. players on the on the downhill side yeah. <laughs> <seemed> <laughs> end up in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> Why you think Oakland, uh I mean, let's think about it. Carson Palmer is really not – he's at the end of his career. You know, with the type of offense they're running, they need somebody that's mobile. Who do they have? Aaron Pryor that's the backup, the, the Carson Palmer. So I just think, like you said, everybody that's on a downward spiral, that was a number one draft pick that had high expectations in the NFL, somehow always end up in Oakland toward the end of their career. Yeah. All right, I, I think you know something like Buffalo or Arizona. Michael Vick are going to go to? I think Arizona or be Buffalo. What's that? Tish? I don't think he's, he's going to go to Buffalo. Well, I think Arizona be the team the best fit him because Arizona they don't know who's playing quarterback over there. So I think they'll bring him in. They got good receivers. They got good defense. I mean, Arizona is the best fit for him. but well, I think that's where he's going to end up. You yeah. might possibly right. end up in Cleveland. You know, they they like uh, that quarterback there, what's his name, um the young guy. Yeah the Brady is it Quinn or one of them? Well Quinn's no, the that. Quinn's yeah. playing now, but uh uh the other guy's hurt what's his name? Um mm-hmm. I can't think of his name, but they like the little young guy. Yeah, exactly yeah. for him. I'll think of his name. All right, Alex Smith, where do y'all think he's gonna go? Alex Smith uh, again. I don't know. I mean, you can. He might go to Philly. I I don't think McIlroy is going to be their their starter. I I don't think that that he's going to end up being their starter. Um, I mean, I think he's played well as a backup, and I and I think that's where he's going to be. I think he needs a couple more years. But you know, with Michael Vick leaving. I mean, you know, you got New York as well. The, the Jets, they need quarterback. So it's just hard to say where they're going to end up, especially right now. Hello. let see. I would go more Alex Smith to Arizona. NFC East, uh-huh. division, similar division. See, I would go him more so to Arizona and then second, uh, to the Raiders. <laughs> You told everybody on the Raiders, I <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Raiders don't take anybody. Come on over here, play puns for a year. You know, I'm glad got Carson Palmer. The, the Raiders, Raiders love number. The Raiders love number one draft picks. For some reason, they could be 15 years in the game, but if they were a number one draft pick, the Raiders squeeze five more years out of them. <laughs> Well, here's the one. Tim Tebow, where do you think he's going to go? All right. I've been waiting on Tebow. Tebow's going to Philly, and they're going to ground and pound it with Tim Tebow. And the new coach, Uh don't know who that's going to be yet. <laughs> but Tim Tebow's going to go to Philadelphia and, and give everybody a run for their money, love. You'll be rooting for Tim Tebow before too long. you, Okay. Now, now, see here, I go different. Not to the Raiders. See, I didn't, I didn't put him on the Raiders. <laughs> wherever wherever Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator right now, I want to say in either Jacksonville or one of those Josh McDaniels who drafted him, remember, he moved up in the draft. Yeah, Josh McDaniels is in New England. Okay, he's, a, he's an OC, he's an offensive coordinator in New England, and he's supposed to get a head job this, this upcoming season. So wherever Josh McDaniels goes, as a head coach, that's where Tebow goes. And they're talking about maybe him getting a job in New York at, with the Jets. So Tebow stays with the Jets. But wherever McDaniels go, that's where Tebow goes. Well, see, I don't know because Philadelphia's probably going to be looking for a coach, sad to say. But, uh yeah. you know, that opening might be filled by Josh. See, God, Terry just want him to go to Philly. <laughs> he ain't noticed that. <laughs> you know, I've I, I, I noticed that. i already I already <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I've been listening <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's all of our gloves. You catch it? We <laughs> wanted to go, so then he'd be like, "Ah, what you say now about Tebow?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey cat. Tebow's just an oversized dick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's big on steroids. Yeah, he just don't have the accuracy. You know, right? All right. Mark Sanchez, I think he's going to go. Wherever Mark Sanchez goes, he's gonna be a backup, I think. I, Mark Sanchez just not shown the leadership, he hasn't shown uh you know, the ability to 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 take that team and say this is my team and lead. And, you know, re uh what's his name? Uh, what was the coach? Rex, over? Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan tried to give him the team. He tried to hand it to him and say, Here you need to take this and run with it. And Mark Sanchez could not do it. I don't think Mark Sanchez demands the respect in the locker room, and uh I, I just don't think he can he can lead a, a football team. And I think they're going to find that out wherever he goes. And I don't think he'll he'll start anywhere. But I love oh, the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Raiders? You know what? <laughs> No, 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 the Raiders don't want Sanchez. Look at what high school does, San, what high school does Sanchez play at? Whatever uh, high school, uh, high school in, in Anaheim he played at, the same one where the quarterback that at those SCs at right now. I can't think of it. Old Christian or something like that in Santa Ana. That's where he's going back to. I think Mark <laughs> Sanchez is done. Unless NFL Europe start back or one of them leagues, I think he's done. I don't even think nobody's going to take him as a backup yeah no. Well, uh we got a caller on line too. Uh Sean, Wig, are you there? What's going on, Mr. Loving? <laughs> What's up, Wig? I've been sitting there listening about the past seven minutes. Mr. Glover, Mr. Jackson, how you guys doing? Good. How you doing, Sean? Man, What's hanging in there, hanging in there. I just want you guys to help me out here. I I got some questions about my Pittsburgh Steelers. Can I get them in? Go ahead, next question. Well, um, what's our problem this year? I think we didn't make the playoffs. I mean, I got my own thoughts and my own ideas. So I just want to hear from you guys. Well, in my opinion, Sean, I think that you know, with the injury to Ben Burgers, he never got the chance to get into to the flow of the season. And you know, you got to realize that these guys are getting older. And I don't think Ben's game has changed. I think Ben is the same old Ben. You can't bring him down. Once he gets outside the pocket, he usually ends up making something happen. But I just think the defense as a whole is not what it used to be. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's 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 where I think the downfall is. Okay. How about Mr. Glover? Hey, uh, kind of agreeing with uh, TJ said. I think uh, age is finally caught up with him. They haven't made that transition to youth yet. Ben's been playing hurt, and they really don't have who's the. Who's the guy that steps up on offense? You know who's the who's the number right. one guy outside of Ben? Who's gonna run the ball? Who's gonna catch the ball? You know who who it, who's blocking? Then on defense, you know they can't really stop anybody. So I think it's time to make that transition from from age to youth. Okay, you know, to so, I, I, sure I don't the same, the same road too, but you know I totally agree with you guys. But at the same time, and I mean this is a big time organization. I mean we're losing games that we should not be losing. Do you blame the offense or do you blame the defense? So before you answer that question, guys, I want to say the way you know, most teams, if you're struggling, and you got, we got, we talked about when the quarterback's struggling, what you do, you pull them. Why is it when Ben's struggling and you get a Charlie back to come in and play better? You don't keep that going and Ben's still hurt, guys. Answer that for me. I think me way talk about that. You had Charlie come in and win the game, play good, and you bring Ben back hurt. You throw an interception against Dallas the game, then you throw another against Cincinnati. Why is that, guys? <laughs> well, you've you got to realize what Ben has done for you, and, and that's what I think they're seeing. Uh, ben has played hurt, and he's been successful playing hurt. Uh, I think they like what Ben brings more so than they like what Bats brings. Um, they think that Ben gives them a better chance to win. Um, and on the second hand, uh, Wig, your, your question, who you, do you blame it on? It sounds to me like the Dallas Cowboys of last year and years previous. You're you're you're, you're going to be in a rebuilding state. You still got the same product there, but that product is aging on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Mendenhall's been hurt, okay, and he's a heck of a running back. So you, you, your running game is suffering a little bit, and teams aren't you know they're they're not falling for the play action. Um, right, right. Who right. was it? Wallace, the the fast receiver that they have number uh, seventeen. I mean, they're double covering him, and they don't have anything to worry about because the front's stopping the run. So you got to understand, it's offense and defense. It's it's the whole thing. You got to be able to tie that thing together, both sides of the ball, then both sides of the ball. Yeah. Okay, but well, you know, well, I, I, you I hate to point the thing. finger. You know, because I'm not, I'm I'm kind of a team player. I hate to point of the finger, but I'm I'm going to go back to Ben. I'm going to go back to Ben. I mean, he's a veteran guy, two-time Super Bowl winner. You have less than a minute left to go in the game. You're driving, and you throw a pick. The game is tied against Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, don't you put your team in a position to at least go into overtime? You know, you're at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well go hold ahead, on, bro. guys. We gotta go break. We're coming right answer that question, though. Oh, wait. Okay. I won't. We get cut off on the break. But uh, okay. we'll be right back, and then we can finish asking that question. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right.
1: internet flagship station for sports voice america sports tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond listen for the comeback radio show with tony farmer a lot of people believe what they read on the internet hear and see in the media and on the news we're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype it's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever
0: your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even Rommel or Pit Pass USA has got you Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert, your front row seat to the world of racing, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Boys America Sports Channel. Be there
1: or get a DNF. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have
0: a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's
1: ass. And they... I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy.
0: <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth.
2: We ain't playing around here.
1: Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with TJ. still there, TJ? I'm here, love. Uh, glove,
2: you still there? Yes, sir. I'm still here, love. And- and we got Sean Williams talking about his, sorry, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's Don't right. Go before. Pittsburgh. Terrible tiles. But this year, it was terrible. It was terrible this year. You, <laughs> I think you're going to answer the question, Glove. But what? Uh, what we got. to ask? Well, you know what? I mean, he, he is right. But but here's how I see it with, with with Roethlisberger. They've pretty much given Roethlisberger the okay to do what he wants to do on offense. That's why you see him take the hit. or you see him hold the ball long, longer than he normally would do or have a lot of ill-advised throws, whereas most quarterbacks would get snatched or pulled out the game. They're right. They don't really trust or believe in the backup. Yeah, Charlie Batch is a quarterback-slash coach, but they think their best possibility or the only way they could win is with Roethlisberger. Now, you're talking about leadership. you got to remember when Polly was out at the beginning of the season, they pretty much have conceded on defense that they weren't going to really do anything because Palomalu was the star on defense. Right. And we know he he's getting a little, or he's a lot older now. And mm-hmm. you see in this situations right. where he used to make plays that he's not making plays no longer. You know, add an injury to it, now he's even two steps slower as opposed to one step. So I just think those that they've given the power to to play the way they played when they were winning the Super Bowls, they're no longer that player anymore. So that's they why to, they're not winning. And I think what? you get it on the mark. Sean, you see Ben when he throw that in a the but there's a lot of other things that go to, like you say, Paul Mar. he's not playing where he used to play, the defense. And then you got the receivers dropping balls, then you got Mendoza. I the do blame, understand. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm not putting it all on Ben, as I stated earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a team game. But as a leader, the leader of the offense, in that last two minutes of the game, that's when everyone is expecting you to do what you're supposed to do. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that Ben extends the play. Ben gives you a longer period to where you have more of a chance to win. And mm-hmm. he did it playing the Cowboys. Uh, he extended the play, and look at what happened. I mean, they came back. Uh, he found, uh, well, I forget who it was, 86, I think it was, for like mm-hmm. 17 yards. I mean, just by extending the play and moving around, that's what Ben Roethlisberger does, and that's what they think is going to give them a best chance to win. So, and it, and it has worked. So you can't, you know, blame it and say, well, why are they not playing Batch and they should be playing Ben? Because oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying yeah. why, why why we should be playing Ben. I'm talking about Ben, whether he's hurt or healthy. I mean, right. I'm just saying in that situation, Ben, you have to use more of your brain and that side right. of the game instead of your body. That's basically what I'm yeah. getting at. And, and that's what he does best, is use his body. He, he, you know, and, I mean, you can't get away from that. I mean, sometimes well, okay. I think, you know, you, he, I just think he, he just needs to think a little bit more before he reacts. That's, that's all, I guess, you know. Well, yeah. well, you gotta look at the play go all around, because you gotta look at, why was the coach calling no play? You just fall on the ball. Well, yeah, and I agree with that too, because they had some in-house issues with, with the new coordinator, you know. Okay. So, um, but then again, okay, Now let's, let's take a step further. Where does Tomlin come in? What is he going to do? You know, he needs to come in and, and, and get Ben, and the new old field on the same page. Right, guys? Does that make sense? Yeah. You're right. But, I you mean, know, you are these guys, coach. At, these at the end games. of the day, people are looking at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I love Mike. I think he's 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 a great coach. But this is a situation so I, I didn't think he put his foot down nothing to say, hey, I'm in charge. I'm running this right now. That's what I saw. I mean, I'm not in the locker room to hear what they say, but that's what I saw on the TV. But a lot lot of times, Wiggy, we got to understand that your head coach is going to say, "Okay, if you're the offensive coordinator, you got the offense. You're the defensive coordinator, you got the defense." I mean, and they're giving them that opportunity and that chance to to win, and they're they're putting their trust in them. And Yeah, know, I understand I that, you but you how long does that second second go? Guess. I mean, so When you go and second-guess, you get to the point what where a, you say, hey, what okay, a guy is I got to step in and make the decision. Yeah, but, you you know, he probably don't want to go and second-guess what 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 he's doing. He's giving him the opportunity to be successful, you know, I mean, and, yeah, and he's, he's going to rise good. and fall. So if Tomlin don't like it, Tomlin will get rid of him. Let me ask you guys this question. How much percent do you give a um, coach to blame when they lose a game? You know? Well, he's willing to take that blame, and that's the thing about it. Your head coach is willing to take that blame because he's taking the power away from him and he's giving it to you as an offensive coordinator or as a defense coordinator. If your defense screws up, yeah, he's got to take the blame. But it's going to roll downhill, Mm -hmm. you know. And and, and behind closed doors, you're gonna you're probably going to get a lashing from it. Okay, but that's what happens. I mean, a coach he's not going to be able to, he's responsible for the whole team, but that's what his assistant coaches are for. Okay. Right, right. And the exactly well. assistant coaches have done well enough to get jobs on their own. I mean, when you talk about a Don Capers or, or some of those guys that, you know, are masterminds in defense, I mean, these guys, you know, that, that's how you get a, a head coaching job. Yeah, wow. the, the down the downside to that, TJ, you're right, but but also look at it like this. You know, you throw out a Dom Capers, you throw out a Tomlin, you throw out, you know, co- coaches like that that were defensive coordinators. What did they do once they became a, a head coach? They really didn't fare well because they don't know what it is on the offensive side of the ball. So that's right. why they've hired offensive coordinators. Your, your better coaches in the NFL, sad to say, are more of your offensive-minded coaches or more of your winning coaches are, are right. more offensive-minded as opposed to Tony Dungy. Who's the defensive coordinator? But mm-hmm, most of your absolutely. winning coaches are offensive coordinators. But what you guys are talking about and what was said earlier is this right here. Who's the blame or, or is the coach to blame? Is it, is it mental errors or is it a physical? Is it, is it because the assignments were blown, coverages were blown, we were missing tackles? Was it things like that? Or was it because the team was just better than us and, and better prepared than we were and just outplayed it? You know, so who's the blame? It's a, it's a collective from, from head coach to defensive, offensive coordinator to, to personnel. You can't say who's what unless, you know, the quarterback goes out there and throw five interceptions. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's, on, that's mm-hmm. on the quarterback, but, but sometimes you just, uh, under, overmatched. The, the team is just physically better. They just physically mm-hmm. dominate you. So you right, have to right. well, I think what me and we were talking about was, and it, that if you're going to go into overtime, why are you trying to pass ball and you get an intercept when you fall on it? That's what being away was saying. When you do that, Glove? Well, yeah, you do what, well, what, well, well, you're looking at your play card and, and, you know, give or take the situation. What play worked in this, in this, in this situation? Is it second and long or third and short? So then, yeah, you go according to, you know, your script on your playbook. And then maybe sometimes you think if I give that same formation, you know, if I give them that same look and I try to variate from that look and do something different, then yeah, that's what happens. You get the interception. You know, so, it's hard okay. to say. Right, right. That's you know what I right. mean? I'm, 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 I'm still a fan to the, to the day I die. I'm, I'm die hard, You know, I'm just, uh, this year, i just questioning some of the, the plate calling or just some of the, the, um, decisions that was made. You know, I just know there's at least, um, three games out there that Pittsburgh should have won. And the more I think about it, whoever you hit it right on, I don't think we were prepared for a lot of those games that we had this year going into the game, just not prepared. You know, that's that's what I saw. That's what I saw this year. Okay. I got one quick question for both of you guys, you two James, before I get the phone here. Um Fistbert, um, going going into the draft, what position do they need help with the most when you guys are seen this season? what would you go for in the draft? What position? Well I think we've got to realize who's getting older what are they going to need to replace i think the whole team's getting older year i mean you're just going to, you're gonna to have to build it up and 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 you got to look at the personnel that they do have how long are they going to have Paul you know are their corners very good or do they need some help on the offensive line i mean all of those situations are going to need to be addressed but what can you do you know year to year to year it's going to be what can they live live with or that live with or live without Okay. Do you go after a backup quarterback next year? Well, do you well, allow left wing? That, that would be smart. That would be very smart, considering the injuries that, that, that Ben has had. How much longer does Batch have? I mean, you oh, got to look at those yeah. kinds of things as well. And then, if you do get a backup quarterback or a younger quarterback, you're going to have to bring him up. Um, so that's a that that's a good idea. But you also got to understand, you're not going to have any kind of quarterback if you can't protect him. The that's thing about it is, you don't get a backup quarterback because if you go get a draft guy, that means you want that guy to start sooner or later in, you know, a few years. How get back a, a draft? draft. I don't think I would draft a guy. Is there a guy that's yeah. close around in the league right now that could be a good backup for Pittsburgh? Well, you want a backup quarterback, Sean, for only three or maybe four games because your quarterback will play the rest. So your backup quarterback only playing those many, those many games realistically. So your back quarterback should be a veteran guy that can That's come in bad. and play is, those three or four. Who's out there games. right now? Is there someone out there in the league right now that can fill that role in Pittsburgh right now? Let me let me, let me let me jump. Let me jump in. There you go. Let me jump in to answer Sean's <laughs> question. Okay. You know what I go after? I go after a pass rusher on defense. You go where? A pass rusher on defense. I go get. I get a pass rusher on defense because the defense, even though they're old, they're still playing pretty good. They just don't get no pressure up front. Now as far as addressing your quarterback issue, I bring in Michael vicker That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. And <laughs> that what I talked about, James, we spoke last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry don't agree with that, do you, Terry? Hey, hey, I, I'd like to see you go to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I gotta go, man. I appreciate the conversation. Uh, good luck and happy holidays.
1: All right. all right,
2: thank, thank you. you. Thank thank you. All all right. <laughs> oh, boy. this team the worst than mine. I ain't want to say that, <laughs> but but you know what, guys? I think we talk about too this on the show. These teams like Pittsburgh and Dallas, one that used to always win, win. Now they are getting older and they not winning like we all used to see them. That's all it is. Am I right? Yeah, I, I think you're right, and that's why. Like I said. Like we talked about in the beginning of the year, that's what's making it so interesting is that you've got the Minnesota Vikings coming into the playoff picture. You got Cincinnati coming into the playoff picture and beating the, you know, the big bad uh, uh Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll tell you what, it's not going to be too long before uh, uh, New England starts to fall off as well. Look at the surprise team that nobody thought was going to be. We can talk about that now. The um, Seattle Seahawks. They just beat up on the Niners. I don't think it'll be happening like that. But Seattle, they show them promising, like, maybe in a year or two, they'll be really great. you guys think so? Well, this will be a fluke year for them? Seattle's going to be good. I mean, I really like Russell Wilson. I think he's a great quarterback. He's very quick. He can throw the ball. Uh they got real big corners that, you know, manhandle people. <laughs> and uh I think that's what, you know, kind of did it for the Niners. But they're going to be a very good team. You think so, as well? Hey, hands down. You know, people can say what they want to say, but Russell Wilson's my uh rookie MVP. The Seattle quietly put together a, a team up there, and nobody's talking about him. You know, the only the only thing I have to say is San Francisco really had nothing to play for on Sunday because they had already clinched the playoff berth. So I'm not going to take any wind out of uh Seattle sail. They played a heck of a game, offense and defense. And, and to me, that's a surprise team of the year right there, Cincinnati. I mean, excuse me, Seattle. Sorry about that. Yeah, but well, when they did it two years ago, remember that two years ago they went to the playoffs? Uh, who they beat up on that last game? Went it Dallas, am I right, Terry? That year they went to the playoffs and they won the first game. Won in Dallas, the running back broke loose and ran. Remember that? I don't think that was, I don't think that was on Dallas, but I do remember that. One. Yeah, it was on one of those teams they won that first playoff game. So, yeah. they've been coming along for a few years now. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, oh, I thought you guys were, Yeah. No, I mean, nobody's talking about Seattle because of where they sit in the Pacific Northwest, but Pete Carroll has quietly put together a team up there in Seattle. And, and they're, they're working on all cylinders, you know, on offense. They're not, you know, creating, you know, turning the ball over too much. And their defense is making big plays, and that that's what makes a good combination. When your defense can, you know, give the offense the ball, and the offense beats off the defense, that makes for for a good a good team. And you know what? I see that team excited. I see that team, you know, happy to be there. And, and, and they look like they're not necessarily playing for money to me. Um, when I look at Seattle play, it looks like they're they're playing to surprise people. They're playing for a purpose. And, uh, and that's the difference in, in Seattle that, that, that I see. Yeah, and two guys, I'm, I'm not gonna say it, but that division is horrible. You <laughs> no, horrible. I mean, it's not like all the other divisions, like Dallas, but north but you got Dallas Green Bay, I mean, Dallas, the Giants, uh, Washington, the Eagles, and then you got the other division, you got the Packers there, they got 49 they got, um the Rams, the Rams and the yeah. Cardinals. I mean, and, and, and they're getting better. I mean, the Cardinals are going to be a, a pretty decent team, I, I think, before too long. Um, like, they, they need a quarterback and, and, you know, and they need a, a good running back. But that's going to be a pretty tough division. I just, I just think, yeah. No, I mean, you, you think about it, the teams that were normally at the top, you know, the, the tide is turning. You know, San Francisco was down for a while. Now they're on the upper swing. New Orleans, you know, they've been consistent since Drew Brees have gotten there. You know, Seattle was down for a while. Now the tide is turning. You know, Arizona was up for a minute. Then they went back down for a while to in and left. And now they're turning again. The Rams were up and down. And now it seems like they're climbing back up. So we're going to see some good things out of that division. Seattle... Has always been kinda in the middle but you know if they continue to build the way they're building it seems like they're going in the right direction and it's all you know, I mean when you guys are saying it looks like they're having fun, you know, look at look at Pete Carroll's emotion. You know, when when his players do something, you know, he's like more happier than the players are. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. don't see that emotion. You know, Tomlin, if you think about it in Pittsburgh Tomlin used to be like that. Now, his yeah. emotions on the sideline and more serious. Yeah. Whereas he's kind of loose. He I think the, loose business, loose. the business got to him, Glove, don't you think? Right, right. I,
1: I mean, agree with I you 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to turn
2: the conversation, but I want to turn it real quick because I want to talk about this. I want to get y'all the input on I think we might talk about this. Before. I watched the thing on, um, uh, um, P.O. last week. You were going to first tape. Did you guys see it? You watch what, You know what? He was on first take and they interviewed him. So, Skip Davis and, um, the other guy, I think he's all that. Uh, what's his hey. name? Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., yeah. But they interviewed and Teal was angry. It's like he felt everybody done him wrong. You know, every question he asked, he's like, well, the media made me this way. He never took no blame for what he did. Why do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, before we hit that, it was, uh, the Saints that Marshawn Lynch made that run on. Well, it wasn't the Cowboys. go ahead. Well, I'm trying to throw my Cowboys under the bus like that, but. <laughs> T.O. T.O. is that type of person who thinks that, you know, it, it, it should be about him. Everything's about him. And you should give me this shot or you should give me this chance. Uhm, T.O.'s made his own bed. He's done. T.O.'s done. Um, his age and and his depletion, and his skills, and he needs to go somewhere and sit out. That's, that's what T.O. needs to do. Lower. Nobody owes T.O. anything. He ain't went to two, three different organizations and wreaked havoc, you know, so he's done. His point that he was making that, I had no problems in Buffalo, I had no problems in Cincinnati, I had no problems in Seattle, I changed, you know. But he felt like, you know, it was, all his answers like, you guys owe me. I supposed to be on the team. You know, and what do you think of that, Gordo? Uh, you know what? Hey, the NFL stands for not for long, and he was longer than he should have been. And seeing that he was, you know, people always said he was a bad teammate. See, you can't, you can't be arrogant, you know. And then at the end of your career, when you know nobody wants you, now you want to see God and have this epiphany. I'm saved. You know, I'm this new person. See, now you're humble. Now you want to show some humility because it's, it's all over and you're trying to get that last chance. You know, I think, like TJ said, put them on that same bus with Chad Johnson. You know, ship them out. You know, the league didn't change. It's more of a tight end league. You know, it's receivers, but they're not those mouthy talking. You never hear nothing from Larry Fitzgerald in uh Arizona. You know it's, it's not about those guys anymore. Those guys' times have passed. I think you hit a good point too, Sand, and CJ in said, Terry. Because look at, look at Placico, he's not in the league. Look at Chad, he's not playing. Look at T.O., all these players that was running them off, you don't see them because I don't think the league won it anymore. You know? Well, I mean, Randy Moss got a job, you know, but Randy, uh, he was known to take plays off and take time off, but I mean he got a job. Uh mainly he was, wasn't necessarily a, a troublemaker like the other two we talked about, Chad and and uh and T. O. I mean he didn't ruin the locker room. You know, he was more of a uh, well it's all about me type player, but he's got talent. But look at what he's doing in talent. the league. They all, they all got talent. Got talent. It, well yeah, but I mean T O depleted. T O was dropping too many balls. Okay, you don't see Moss still dropping balls like that. Uh, Chad Johnson, he wasn't as successful as he was when, when, when he was in the league, either on his comeback, you know? And, I mean, they're, they're, not, gonna, they're not gonna keep you around just because of your name. You think that's why they're not around, Glue? Hey, well, yeah, I agree, but see, let me, let me, let me, let me get TJ off my man, uh, I'm a, I'm a Moss fan. And let me, let me, let me tell you one thing. The one thing Moss never did was run his mouth. Never. There you go. Moss always played. Now, yeah, did he take a, did he take a play off? But, but who don't take off plays in, in Oakland? Everybody takes off plays in Oakland. That's, that's accepted. That's, you know. But when the, when the game was on the line and the money was on the line and still today in San Francisco, he might be 15 years plus in, you still can't single cover him. Put, put, put single coverage on Randy Moss and see what he does to you. You follow me? So, so for, for T.O., for Chad Johnson, when he went to New England, he didn't do anything. He got a reprise in Miami and ran his mouth and was dropping balls and got kicked out of Miami. T.O., his last stop in Buffalo, he couldn't even catch the ball and perform. So they're done. The game passed them. It's time to move forward. Glove, well, I got to take up for Taylor. Randy took plays off for of every team he played on Glove. Hey, so hold
1: on a
2: minute. Hold on a minute, Love. I'm not saying that. When I Yeah, Randy Moss did take plays off. But what I on said was team, he didn't ruin the locker room. Okay, and he still has talent. The other two either ruin the locker room and their talents depleted, or they just run their mouth too much, and and it's all about them. But, but that's, that's what I'm saying play. is Randy Moss is still in the league; he's still playing. These other two yahoos aren't, and and, and they won't be playing. So God, this question, you do uh, you think just when the ball goes to him, he runs, he runs hard, but we're not going to do nothing. Is is that right? No, I don't I don't I mean I understand the whole, you know, thing behind taking the play off, but but you gotta think when he was younger in his career, he wasn't taking off plays. As he gotten older, which which most players do, you know, they take plays off. It's just because of who he was, things get magnified a lot more under the microscope than other players. You could you could watch any game on Sunday or Thursday night or Monday night. There's guys out there that aren't in the play to take the play off. But nothing said. You know, think about it. If you're that guy that they love talking about, just like we had the conversation, hate to change the subject about Indama Sue. Anything Sue does to this day right now, everybody's going to look at it and magnify it because of what he was, you know, found guilty of prior to. So once you're in the conversation, you'll stay in the conversation. I agree with you on that, you know, but. If you know they're looking at you, why do it? That's all I'm saying. You know. Well, that's one of the ways Randy got caught. and got labeled with that because the camera was always on him. <laughs> you know. So, well, look at the TO. The camera's always on him on the sideline because they know he's gonna be doing something, yelling at somebody. Right? Same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. somebody who did. We only got two minutes, but you know the guy that nobody talked about. He was the same way. He was like a TO now. Is um the one receiver. He's on NFL with um, Keyshawn Johnson. Wasn't he the same way? <laughs> yeah, Keyshawn. Keyshawn. He was, he was something else, too. He was just like T.O. on the sideline. But, guys, we only have one minute. But uh, thanks again for coming on. And we'll be on again uh, right after, I think, New Year's. That's he would come on. So, and I won't be in the airport this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> right, guys, I want to talk to you. Have a good, so, man, happy New Year. All right. Happy New Year, y'all.